Welcome to the Parables of Plant Medicine. On this season, season three of the podcast, we are going to get wide and deep on plant medicine experiences that devolve and evolve around metaphysics, the realms of the energetic reality, the power of gratitude, and shared spiritual and psychedelic experiences. This season is also an important one to me and a special one to me as it is dedicated to my grandma who gave us 106 years of wisdom, love, and compassion. Thank you for being incredible, Grandma. You will be forever missed. Jeff Wilson here with Cecilia Angel. Cecilia, I got to tell you, I think you might be the only Cecilia I've ever met. And then <laughs> when I when I asked myself that question, I, I started going through my mind and I was like, have I ever met a Cecilia? And and darn you, heaven's sakes, you've probably heard this a thousand times. The only <laughs> thing going through my head now is Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> Shaking yeah. my confidence. And I know that's not what you do. You do the exact opposite. So yeah. I'm super <laughs> excited to have you on the parables of plant medicine. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. And yeah, you are not the first. You are not the first to refer to that. It's funny because I can tell generationally there's Cecilia, Simon, and Garfunkel. And then now there's also um, this song, Cecilia and the Satellite, which is a beautiful song. And I can't actually can't even remember who that's by. Oh, well, uh, so, so we've got a reframe of your name that I get to go check <laughs> yeah. out now. Fantastic. Yeah, a little upgrade. It's a beautiful song um, and much more uplifting. Yeah, I definitely don't resonate with the Cecilia from the Satellite. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> you came very highly recommended from a dear friend of mine, Alicia Jane, who I'm mm. into a breathwork course right now, and I'm blown away by what mm. I'm experiencing in in that course and super excited about it. But uh, tell us a little bit about who you are now, what you do, and then we'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So currently, uh, present day, I am a conscious guide and oracle. So I work as a professional channel. Um, and I support people in their spiritual de development as well as their emotional mastery. So mastering the self, mastering energy, taking the, like demystifying the spiritual realms and really grounding it into the earth is what I am all about because I really just think it's, it's honestly primal, like our ability to connect on an energetic level and to understand things on an energetic level, um, is my biggest passion to make it really simple, really straightforward. Um, like a straight shot to, you know, whatever your next expansion point is. That's, that's really what I'm here for. Yeah. I love it. I love it. When, mm -hmm. when we, when we look at the profiles, conscious guide, Oracle for rising leaders, um, healers, entrepreneurs, quantum healing and emotional master for life, business and relationships. That's just about all of it. I love it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, amazing. Uh, I've, I've seen some channeling before and, uh, I, uh, I love it because there's often these pearls of wisdom that come through in those moments, regardless of what your beliefs are on it, that just make mm -hmm. you go, wow, that's some, something is happening here. And, uh, and I'm sure you know, a lot better what is actually happening if you do do that and uh yeah that's amazing but um 
thank you so much for being on the show. How did this all start? And, and did you have, like, was there a, a call to plant medicine um, for you? Or yeah. tell me a little bit about the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint exactly where it began. I mean, I could start. Uh, I had a bit of a spiritual awakening when I was in my youth, in my teenage years, around 16, 17. And that's when it kind of started to open up um, that there was something more available. Uh, I'm now 30 years old. So that was when it really started to open up. But it was when I was 19 that I realized because I was struggling with some really challenging mental health issues, um, uh, bipolar disorder, OCD, suicidal ideation. I was just overall unhappy eating or eating disorder and just like feeling really, really unhappy and recognizing that this couldn't, this, this can't be all that there is. And I had experienced that with my family. You know, I'd learned all of that from my family. It was just kind of like, well, life is suffering and that's just the way that it is. <laughs> and when I came into my adulthood, I was just like, no, they can't, that can't be all that there is. I know there has to be a different path. And I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea how I would get there or even what it would look like for me. But I just knew that I had to seek. And so I would say that like I started seeking when I was 19 years old. I had started practicing yoga when I was 16 and took it, started taking it really seriously when I was 17, 18. And I was having some really powerful experiences of uh, self-awareness during that time and meditation and kundalini awakening I, kind of stuff exactly yeah. and just like having like in those spaces of when you're practicing just finding that that silence within and that center and at this time i had never uh worked with psychedelics i mean i had i had played around with uh you know like the rave i'd been going to raves and stuff and parties and i had been drinking quite a bit and doing mdma and things like that but not i never would have touched like psilocybin or any like hallucinogenic with a 10-foot pole for a long time because of my anxiety disorder and so um, but it was through my yoga practice, I started to, I took my yoga practice quite seriously and, um, was really going down that path. And of course, then I was getting introduced to meditation and all of this and ended up doing a 10 day silent meditation retreat in Oof. 2016. Wow. <laughs> it, it was a beautiful experience and I had a massive spiritual awakening. Like there is the me before this experience and then the me after, because in that moment I saw the capital T truth in all of the spiritual paths. I saw that there was a common thread in all of it. And that got me very curious. And because I had had such a, a truly psychedelic experience during this meditation retreat, and it was a very um, serious Buddhist meditation, I went to the teacher afterwards, this is what happened to me. And she just was like, don't worry about it. Don't get caught in the illusion. Don't get caught in the Maya, just come back to the practice. And I had so many questions. <laughs> I just had a, like, that was, that was an experience that I can't explain. I had, um, I had received communication from a voice that felt very benevolent and wise and all knowing. And uh, I had no context for that experience other than, I mean, even, I mean, now I'm fully immersed in the channeling world, but at the time I'd only heard of one other channel. So there's the only reference that I had was um, a man named Paul Selig who it was a, a major teacher for me. Um, and so as that started to happen, I needed to know more. And so I started listening to podcasts about meditation and then meditative podcasts started to draw this connection between meditation and psychedelics. 
Okay, before we go, before we go into meditation and and psychedelics and spiritualism, let's just go back a little bit to this because I'm going to share a couple spiritual experiences that I've had in my life, and I want to mm-hmm. ask you a little bit more in detail in the ones that were yours. The the one of the first ones I had was uh, I did 30 days of Bikram's yoga in a row, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and I think I lost. Uh, I, I liked it. I, I mean, I yeah, my body got pretty healthy, um, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it again. I dropped about 20 pounds, but I remember in Savasana at the end of it, I was sitting. There and uh, I was looking up, and all of a sudden, I was like in this Roman Colosseum, and all mm-hmm. the gods were there Shiva, mm-hmm. Vishnu, like mm-hmm. all that uh, God, Buddha, uh, Allah, mm-hmm. and they're all sitting there and they're just looking down at me, going, You can do so much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's which, so funny. Yeah, which is just like, uh, and then so it, it, it makes you ask the question, well, how and what, and okay, I'm not going to do another 30 days, but there's something else. And then, um, and then uh, a couple other spiritual experiences I talk about in, in, in the book. Um, But the one which I'm looking for an answer for, and maybe you can help Mm -hmm. uh, was uh, in 2020. um, My girlfriend, uh, her hands were heating up and started to spark in front of me. (laughs) And I, and I was teaching her the healing code, um, meditation and i said mm-hmm. uh, you're doing it wrong that shouldn't be happening so look at me <laughs> like that's how <laughs> backwards i was and yeah. then the next day uh i we were dead i tried to get her into the shower and she said my hands are really hot and she went and she hit me in the chest and transferred the energy into me there was a sound that mm-hmm. went wow like this mm-hmm. and all of a sudden i'm I'm looking into this portal in my kitchen and there's a guy, bald guy there in blue and white robes and the girl there. And there's a flat, there's, I think there's a fire in the background. And then this voice comes out of nowhere and it goes, ha ha ha, you lit my fire. And I'm like, well, who said that? And Chess is running across the way going, you did like that. And I'm like, oh, come here. I'm not possessed. Let's, let's go try to figure this out. But it's a shared spiritual experience and that's what's so crazy it happened and she was there to see it so that's one of those things where i'm like maybe you and channeling can help me unpack it a bit but tell me about how you know you're having a spiritual experience i mean it's one of those classic things that people say like when you know you know like when you touch god when you touch consciousness when you touch that pure light you can't uh, I mean, I was a I was a classic skeptic. I was rooted in logic. I, I used to say I was religiously atheist. And so <laughs> it's it's crazy to think that where I'm at now. But when once you feel that, and it, it really, it's like, yes, there's a hearing of it, but there's also a feeling mm. and a sensing of it. You can't not know. And you might forget, you might forget. You might get lost again in the the human experience, you know, but and, and that's okay. But always to right? remember, remember to remember is good too, right? Exactly. The moments of remembering is when you know, you know. Yeah, when so you hear it, when you feel it. You the crazy, can't. the crazy part about her hands sparking and and like like <laughs> a static electricity on the like I didn't I I so was like convinced she was doing that wrong. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't remember it until the next night after that crazy thing happened. I'm like, mm-hmm. your hands were sparking yesterday. That's why they're so hot today. And you hit me in the chest and what happened? <laughs> yeah. And I, okay, so this is the thing that I recognize when it comes to energy is because we've been so conditioned to basically pretend or deny that that is an aspect of our, our reality. And it's a 
a funny thing now come at this time in history because we're starting to understand quantum physics not only uh in a tangible way but in a experiential way uh that we're starting to open up our ability to perceive energy and once you start to feel and sense energy especially when you see it in the way that you did you can't deny it anymore and it shifts it shifts our it expands it expands our perspective on what reality can be and once you start to understand all things as uh emerging from energy and that all things are energy on the most base level on the level of particle then everything else starts to make more sense because reality becomes less solid reality is now more um malleable it's yeah. more fluid exactly so uh shifting our perspective shifting our consciousness to really encompass that to understand that that is a major major shift but also so subtle it's also so subtle because it's the subtle energy that we begin to sense and once you start to truly believe in that and you see it everywhere you feel it within yourself and that that makes uh what i've experienced in in my life is that As soon as I understood life on the level of energetics, things started to change rapidly because I now was co-creating. I recognized that my frequency, my energy, my beliefs, like whatever I was holding within me was dictating how my reality was unfolding around me. And I got to see how all my limiting beliefs and traumas were creating a reality that I did not uh, agree to. Yeah. It was a it was one that I just I saw it happening around me and I was like I actually don't want this experience of life. I want a different experience. And so I learned about energy so I could shift my experience and now I'm now I'm living this really expansive abundant life because I chose it and I chose to align my frequency, my energy to be a uh, an energetic match for mm. the life that I'm creating. I love it. Now. This is this is a 17-hour conversation about energetic I know, match. I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> let me tell so you deep. let me tell you how I accidentally uh figured out how i changed my um my vibration and frequency uh and i knew that it went to my subconscious mind because i just started doing it when i was walking from my friend's friend's place last night kind of tipsy and then, so it's like whoa i didn't even try to do that and mm -hmm. uh it was i read um the book asking you shall receive or asking it is given by abraham hicks mm -hmm. probably know it mm -hmm. and there's mm -hmm. an exercise in there that talks about you ask whatever you're going to ask for you got to ask for it act like you already have it and then mm -hmm. and then and then make sure that if you have it you're giving it out as well and so yeah. I was in a real dark place in my life but I kept waking up at four in the morning and I'm like what's going on and I could hard, hardly paying bills doing all this stuff and I and I'd been on the other side of that for a long time and I'm like what's going on in my life and uh and then so I started to read that that chapter in that exercise and I and I realized that it wasn't just the the thoughts that we mm -hmm. had to create it was our words and and you guys would you guys would you Lisha and 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 Brittany do with your yoga you're uh actually accompanying the body into mm -hmm. your vibration your frequency and i'm yeah. not a yoga guy well i mean even though i did that bikram's <laughs> thing uh so i move my hands in a specific mm -hmm. way like i'll move my hands in the shape of a heart and i'd say i am grateful for and i attract even more love so i may share mm -hmm. it with you and they'll yeah. do that with four or five other things and because it's not me hoarding love then i give it out then it just flows through me right or yeah. through prosperity stuff like that and because you put your body your mind and your thoughts into it you get the congruency and it goes right into your subconscious mind and i was like whoa that was really cool yeah. and ever since those moments 
I, I started to realize, okay, I'm doing something right here. And uh, and I'd like to, I want to know how other people raise their vibrations. <laughs> so how, yeah, how, yeah. How, do you, how do you guys do it? Hey listeners, Pia here. So I worked with Jeff Wilson to write his book, Evolve the Parables of Plant Medicine. If you've been feeling a little lost lately and haven't looked into the magical world of plant medicine yet, here is your sign to discover the depths of their power. Read Jeff's book to learn more about his journey to healing and transformation and how you can get started. I highly recommend this book. Just search Amazon for Evolve, the parables of plant medicine to get your copy. And if you would like to write a book, you can go to my website at www.piaedberg.com. Well, my favorite way to do it, I mean, there's many different ways that you can shift your vibration because really it is, it's, it's getting back into your body. If you're not in your body, you're going to have a really hard time communicating with your reality because you're communicating with your reality on ev- with every single cell of, of your body, not even just your physical body, but what we might say, like the light body of the etheric sphere, the sphere of light that is you around your physical body. Like that whole energy field is communicating with your reality. Uh, of what you're creating through you. Yeah, and it's so, so weird that we separate it. Like we, we separate yeah. it to try to understand it, but then to see them as separate is such a error. Yeah, it's big error. Not at all, we have right? to come into, it's a holistic system. And so um, that's why doing work within the body, like my, the thing that I teach primarily is embodiment work. And it's not even like, I mean, I have a history in um, yoga and bowspring and primal movement and all of this. Like I have, all of that intact, but the practice that I teach people around embodiment, really anybody can do it. It it doesn't require you to have any kind of movement background. It doesn't require you to move in any particular way, but it is a a combination of moving the body, getting in touch with your energy, finding awareness of the energy in your body, connecting with your sensations, connecting with your breath, connecting with uh, the quality of your thoughts. Like what are you thinking and are they, are your thoughts, leading you to the place you want to go or are they leading you away from it and it really is that simple and so what i guide people through is this deep embodiment work where we go into the body I'm, i mean i work with people to activate their quantum sensing as well and just to kind of clear away any baggage and stories around that and just let themselves activate their spiritual gifts because it is truly uh almost like a hack but it's the most ancient hack in the book <sighs> is to come into awareness of our energy and then know where it's going and be intentional because a lot of people, especially when we're working with plant medicines, we kind of stumble into the quantum field. Yeah. We have no idea what we're accessing. We have no idea what we're messing with. We yes. just, we don't even know we have no context for it. And so I give people the context. Mm. Like this is what's happening. This is you're existing on multiple dimensions of consciousness. You have a choice. You get to, you can turn the dial up and lift your frequency or you can turn the dial down. If we're not aware of that and we're just kind of going through the motions in life, then our frequency controls us. Mm. And so we're just kind of like, well, I feel kind of low today. So I guess that's just the way that it is without any idea of how to alchemize that and shift it. And so uh, I work primarily with like, I, I love, psychedelics and i think it's a very important tool a useful tool for those that are called to it but really like you i'm sure you're experiencing this with alicia you can get yourself to a very psychedelic space just with the breath well i was i was last two fridays ago we she was doing class 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I, was, I, I finally figured out how I was supposed to do it, but I don't think I was doing it right for the first <laughs> many classes. And, uh-huh. uh, and all of a sudden, we were, we were, I, I saw my body as, uh, as a seven uh, layer, uh, level temple. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the breath was opening the doors to all my chakras yeah. or all parts of that temple. Yeah. And there was dirt on the floor. And my sound, yeah. when I would breathe, uh, the sound would sweep the dirt away. And it had yeah. this, then everything started shining. And I was like, holy smokes. And I started to cry. And my tears started turning yeah. to diamonds. And I'm like, I'm not on any plant medicine at all. What's happening here yeah. right now? So, yeah, yeah it was uh, an amazing experience. And I am shocked that because I remember the first class for the breath work, she was one of the participants was like, this is the second time I've done this. And there's nothing in the world that I've said more effective. And I'm like, more effective than breathing. That seems a bit much. And then you do yeah. it. And then you're like, holy mackerel, that's just breath. So yeah, plant medicine is a shortcut, but breath seems to know you a bit better and take you more personally to who you are outside of uh, those things. And, and so before we go off topic, everybody do your breath work <laughs> courses and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and and man, I'm telling you, you're preaching to the choir about all this <laughs> stuff. I'm just, oh, yeah. I just love, yeah, we're going to go for two or three hours yeah. now. We don't have that time. <laughs> um, I know, I know. Uh, so talk well, to me. I want to just. Okay, go set. You go. Yeah, you go. yeah. I was you just going to say quickly, like the breath is a bridge. You know, like the breath will will bridge the gap between like our con like our conscious mind and the subconscious mind, and so it's just a it's and it's so stupidly simple. Like the, this is what I like to say about any of the practices that I teach people is that when I tell you what to do, you're gonna be like, oh my god, that's so obvious and so simple, because it like it's like the breath we can kind of overlook it, but it's well, the most powerful tool we have. But I don't think I could do it for forty five minutes if I didn't have someone telling me don't fall asleep, oh, wake totally. up, you breathe, yeah. you know, like you need someone for there sure. to because because yeah. it is such a boring experience until it isn't <laughs> right. Yeah. And then yeah, you're like, oh, what's sure. going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah, cool. Yeah. So tell me about your most mm, impactful plant medicine experience. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, well, when I first started working with psychedelics, because I, I saw the, the connection between meditation and this experience that I had in this meditation course, I started to explore uh, psilocybin by myself. And I'd never done psychedelics. I started taking psilocybin. My partner at the time would go to work at 7 a.m. And at 7.30, I'd be dropping four grams of mushrooms. And... <laughs> And it'd be like a Wednesday morning. So like, uh, this is how I started getting into this, the psychedelics field. And um, it's a lot to be alone I, with. That's a lot to be alone with. Yeah, just by myself, yeah. no space holder. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm one of those people. I'm, I go big or go home. I'm just like, if once I'm on something, I'm, I'm ready. Mm. Let's go. I'm going all the way in. And <laughs> that opened up my world with, and I started working with psilocybin pretty regularly, just on my own, by myself. And then I... Um, eventually was introduced to ayahuasca and ayahuasca is the medicine that I've worked with the most um, well next to psilocybin and it's been the most impactful. And when I first started working with ayahuasca, I really had no idea what I was getting into. There was once a point where I thought I, I got, you would have heard me say, yeah, like I respect ayahuasca, but it's not for me. I won't do it. And then I had a friend of mine. She had just went to ceremony and she's like, have you ever done this? And I was like, no, it's not really my thing what are you talking about how do you know this is exactly your thing yeah she's like this is right up your alley and so she convinced me and she's like there's another ceremony next month you should sign up Mm. so i signed up 
And um, the first experience, one, first I wrestled with it and, and, you know, it was very difficult for me to surrender. And then I did eventually surrender. And when I did my, when I fully let go, my body started to completely unravel itself. Like my head started shaking, my heart started expanding, all these emotions were moving. And I remember just witnessing myself and that being like, what is this medicine? I am so curious. And it changed me. Mm. I was like, I'm not going to be the same because it felt like I was at the back of this very long bus witnessing this medicine working through my consciousness, literally going through the neurons in my brain and shaking out all the dust. Mm. And I got so curious that I went back a month later um, for another round of ceremonies. And on the second night of the second round of ceremonies that I had ever done, I had one of the most life-changing experiences because all my gifts started to come on online. All my spiritual gifts started to come on at this time. And they had started, they had started to creep in here and there. Like I had been having like mild channeling experiences. This is the thing people don't know, right? Everybody's like, oh, you gotta go heal your trauma. What's after trauma? Superpowers. That's what you're talking about, right? And that's Justin Lofton on the last last podcast. He said the exact same thing. He now uses his voice and his hands in a certain way so he can heal people from the distance because of an ayahuasca download. And because he's like, yeah. I don't have much trauma. I don't have much trauma, but now I'm there to facilitate not to actually yeah. do that experience again. And yeah, so guys, uh, why do plant medicine? Uh, not just for your trauma, because it's going to help you unlock your superpowers. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in this ceremony, uh, and this was this is a wild thing because you know, if you've experienced ayahuasca, you know that it, it's different every single time. And this was the first time that I experienced true telepathy and started to receive messages from something in the beyond. And I was sitting there and all of a sudden I just started to, uh, I started to hear this word on repeat. It was remember, 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 remember. And every time that I heard it, all of a sudden my consciousness would just expand. And what ended up happening is that I saw every single lifetime I'd ever lived in one moment and it just it was like going it was threads going in all different directions i was wow i've been around the block (laughs) i have been here so many times and i remembered all of them so clearly but all at once almost in a moment and and i was like wow i've lived so many lifetimes and then i was called to sit in front of the shaman at one point and i was sitting in front of her and my meanwhile my human mind is way in the back seat here so i'm sitting in front of her and she's singing ikaro to me and i'm responding like she's having a conversation with me i'm like oh yes mm-hmm. yep like she's giving me mission instruction wow. and i'm understanding on a different level and i'm witnessing myself understanding on this level and just being like wow okay she's giving me really clear instructions right now that my human can't understand but uh, that are crystal clear and it was a it was this is what you're gonna do this is the this is your next step. And I had had a, a similar experience during a vision fast that I had been through uh, a couple years earlier. No psychedelics, but very psychedelic in nature. And um, it was the same thing, kind of. Here's what you're going to do with your life. Here's your purpose. And um, and it was just a building on that. And in that moment, all of a sudden, I heard, "Remember the cataclysm?" And all of a sudden, like a Rolodex, I felt in my body one after the other, all the cataclysmic events that I had ever experienced across all my lifetimes. And it was a little unnerving. Perch, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Perch. <laughs> and um and I was like, okay, why are you sharing this with me? And all of a sudden it stopped. Almost like this dead silence and I hear this whisper. 
it's going to happen again. And, and meanwhile, it's the middle of December. There's this wild storm going on outside. So, and we're in a yurt. The wind is blowing the yurt so crazy that the power had gone out. We didn't have heat. Like it was. And so I'm receiving all this information about the cataclysm. Where, where are you in Texas? Uh, no, I was in on Vancouver Island. Oh, okay, in okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. This is where I'm from. Yeah, I'm from Vancouver Island. I Ooh. live in Texas now. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> um, and so I'm getting a little nervous because all of a sudden I'm hearing it's going to happen again. And I immediately am, I'm, and I'm just sitting across from the shaman and she's communicating, she, but not her, is communicating this information to me. It's coming through her as a channel energetically, but it's not her. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay gonna happen again and i'm literally thinking like is it happening right now because it's <laughs> wild outside right now and um and it's like but this time it's gonna work mm. and i and i'm like okay explain that to me what do you mean it's gonna work and i hear the water will be okay the earth will be okay the winds will be okay everyone on earth will be okay everyone will awaken there will be a mass awakening that will occur oh, and <laughs> mm -hmm. and i'm like okay give me more information meanwhile i'm getting like the information pouring through my channel on this night was going at rapid speed. It had taken me, this was in late 2018, that I received this message and it came through very fast. And I was seeing all these visions of where I was going, like what was going to happen on earth. And it was, I was um, hearing that this cataclysm would be unlike anything that I had yet experienced, that it would affect the entire planet that it would be all over the news, that it would change, it would be a catalyst that would change everything. Uh, the direction of where our evolution was going on Earth, that it would, all the systems would crash, that it would be, um, in time, this would create the space for a new consciousness to come into our planet. And, um, and meanwhile, I'm questioning the whole thing, like, well, why are you showing me this? Because at the time I was still dealing with my trauma. I still did not feel worthy. <laughs> yeah. I like I was blown away. And this is the third time that I had done ayahuasca. Like it wasn't like I had been working with the medicine and for a long time. So at some point went back to my seat and I'm sitting there just still receiving all this information about this cataclysm that's about to occur. And then at some point I heard this voice that came through and it said, okay, are you ready? And I was like, ready for what? And all of a sudden, this very vivid vision opens up, and I see this vision of me, and I'm sitting cross-legged on this like platform, this like almost like a stage, like a circular stage, and, and I'm sitting there with this. My spine is long, my body looks different, my energy mm. looks different. Like I can just feel that I'm a different, I'm just different. Mm. And surrounding me are thousands of people, and we're meditating together. And there's this energy, this frequency, and. I remember when I received that, I literally pushed myself back on my mat and started like kicking and like kicking my arms and legs around, being like, no, 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 no. Like, take it back, please. I don't want that vision. I don't like that vision. Um, and this was before I had been a fish, like out of the channel. This was before any of this. And I was like, I don't. I don't like that. That feels like a lot of responsibility, what you're mm. showing me right now. And what I heard very gently and compassionately was, this is the path that you chose. The late, great 
Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing for others? If you are called to service and feel like you need more tools for the situations that are showing up in your life, consider the 30-week Be True to You coaching course. It changed my life and it's helped me to help others. The links are located in the podcast body. I highly recommend taking a look at them and joining us on this journey. Thanks again for listening to the Parables of Plant Medicine. This vision ended up being, you know, then, uh, you know, a couple years later, COVID hit and it affected the entire world. And um, it was all over the news. And also within that two years, all of my psychic gifts came online. Um, I started to channel. I started to receive um, regularly, multiple times a day, information about my path and my purpose and mm. um, what, what what I was to do, really. Um, and since then, I mean, I've sat with ayahuasca 23 times and bufo and peyote and wachuma and mushrooms many times and mm. combo and all the things like there's been many plant medicines that, uh, that I've explored that have helped me to come to a place of not only acceptance, but willingness um, to embody what I saw then. And to not only know that it's possible for me, but it's possible for all people, that it's available to all people. And so um, there was a confirmation as time went on around my ability to see uh, prophetically mm. um, because I, I, that wasn't the only vision that I received of what would happen in the future. And, um, and that was just a, it was a very eye opening experience and took a lot of integration. And mm. there, you know, I think there's a lot of fear that can come up when we feel the call or when we start to have these, Oh really yeah, so, I, I go. I when I we get and I get to that level where I'm talking to the highest level of myself, I run all the way back to the most <laughs> dark and I hold on to my shadow. And I'm like, I don't like getting that spiritual. I like this fun primal. This I want to yeah. be, you know. And then, yeah. and then you realize it's somewhere in the middle there for me. Yeah, is, is where That's it is it. because because this is what it's all about um let me just uh interesting uh conversation not to get here i was uh <laughs> microdosing thank you so much for sharing that i was i was microdosing psilocybin mushrooms um and uh i wasn't doing a lot of anything but i remember one morning i was sitting there i was doing the healing code uh meditation and uh mm -hmm. usually do it for about six minutes really easy. i'm gonna do easy stuff i'm gonna do the hard stuff i can help mm -hmm. and uh, so i did it and all of a sudden this thing goes open your eyes. I'm in my place in Vancouver, British Columbia. I look over and uh, I'm looking at my uh, black leather chair and there's a gray alien head like projected <laughs> onto the chair. And I've always, <laughs> I've always like hated aliens. Like they always freaked me out. I've always like been scared. <laughs> I always get scared. And, uh, and I'm like, uh, what are you doing here? Cause he's just right there. And uh, he's like, listen, we take care of you. Like you take care of your plants. And I'm like, so <laughs> And he's like, uh, and he's like, I said, what are you doing in my chair like this at six in the morning? And he's like, well, if I would have came a different way, what would have happened? And I said, well, I would have tried to fight you or ran away or fell on the floor and freeze there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And he said, well, this is why we came that way. And I started to get a bunch of downloads and I, and I, and I had to push them back. I said, Hey man, you tell it to my subconscious mind. Cause I'm not ready yet to be that mm-hmm. guy. Right. Uh, one yeah. foot on the earth and one foot there. Um, yeah. but that's changing because, uh, <laughs> Alicia said to me, mm-hmm. I'm jealous of your relationship with aliens. And I got mad at her. I said, I'm not. It's like, ridiculous. I don't even know what it's like. They're not fun. They're little scientists are dreaming like they're losing my mind. And then she just laughed at me like she does this. Oh, Jeffrey. And then, and then, uh, and then I thought about what she'd said. And I was like, you know what? I got to change my idea about it. Yeah. And, it's all about uh, the story you tell. Yeah. And so I did. And, and I said, like, you know what? Even if we're just going to be their pets, I said, I'm, I'm going to get through that. If I'm going to be his pet, I'm going to be the best damn pet I could be. Okay. Yeah. And I started to get my head around it in the way that it, what would the worst, what could be the worst that thing that happened? Yeah. And as you're saying that, I got here. Uh, four minutes. And uh, as I'm saying that, I get like super tired and I'm hitting and all of a sudden everything gets foggy and I'm like, oh, geez. And I'm like, what's going on? So I go lie down. And the one thing that I remember saying to Lisha is like, if they were just more fun and had a good time and they laughed, I'd, I'd have a lot, you know, it'd be better. It's just make it yeah. it'd be weird, but you got to make me laugh. And I hit my bed and now all of a sudden I'm looking around, I'm, I'm in my house, but it's like reversed. There's something over here that they're trying to make me look at the TV, but there's someone on my other side. And I'm like, I should be looking at that. And all of a sudden there's the, the something pushes their fingers to the both sides of my mouth and puts my mouth into a smile. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. you got to be kidding me. So, yeah, we're yeah. Not, you know, and they're like, yeah, we got a they're, sense of humor. Or maybe you do, but I was just like, that's, we just don't laugh like you do. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's creepy enough. We're going to get there. But see, yeah. step by step. Sure. But yeah, yeah. So fingers, yeah. fingers in my mouth made me smile. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. And that's, that's the thing is like recognizing that, well, one, these extra dimensional beings, they, they are allies. And just like we get to pick and choose our friends on Earth, we get to pick and choose who we decide to uh, engage with in the quantum. So um, we think it's just happening to us, but we have a lot more power in that space than we think. Mm, What a beautiful Mm -hmm. message to end on. If everybody wants to get a hold of you, Cecilia, how would they do that? The best way to reach out for uh, reach out for me to me um, is at Awaken with Cecilia. That's C E C I L I A on Instagram. Um, I actually have a program that I'm launching right now. Um, it's a six month mentorship where I support people to activate their quantum gifts, but also stay grounded on earth. So expanding consciousness while also really anchoring into the body. And it's a really beautiful journey of uh, intuitive guidance and uh, embodiment work. Um, sign, me up, sign me up. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I have space. I actually have, uh, I was asking who's coming in and I heard that there is one man that is coming in. So I'd be curious. We could talk about it. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> it. It's likely going to be me. Um, yeah. I I'm just, we're some spinning out of control here. This has been the strangest interview I've ever done on the show. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but that's why I, I can see the evolution of this show for like, oh, I got a thousand things to talk about right now, but I want to thank <laughs> you so much for your time, Cecilia. This has been You're awesome. Welcome. And what would be your final message to any of the listeners out there? I would say that the final message would be to remember that your power is self-sourced. It doesn't come from anywhere outside of you. And I know it's kind of cliche, but you ha- it's an invitation to really experience that is that we seek so much outside of ourselves, but really coming home to the body, coming home to yourself is the greatest gift that you could ever give yourself and the greatest gift you could give in service to the world. Yeah.
Cecilia Angel at Awaken with Cecilia on Instagram. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, yeah, uh, sign me up for your course. I'll uh, give you a show a little bit later. And uh, yeah. thanks so much for being on the show. You're so welcome. It was really good to meet you, Jeff. Awesome. Take care. Bye for now. Bye for now. Sky.